This is Life in FM, the Good Shepherd Fargo Moorhead podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. I'm Pastor Taylor, and this week we're in week two of our new teaching series called Why Me? And to answer that question, it's because Jesus uses our gifts. Now, I don't know where you're at in your faith journey, but I know that you are God's beloved. You have gifts to share. And we're hoping to find ways to partner with you as the church in the year ahead to make a difference in this world. Pastor Mary's jumping in with her sermon. This is Life in FM. Do you ever wonder, what was Jesus like? What were his passions? When we study the Bible, we can make Jesus boring and flat and two-dimensional, but Jesus was passionate in how he lived. One of Jesus' gifts was his ability to ask really good questions. Jesus was good at provoking people to think differently and see differently so that they could live differently and love differently. And this comes from asking innocent-sounding questions. Today, I shared with you some scripture that we might skip over because it's so familiar, the feeding of the 5,000. Or we might get stuck thinking about the logistics of how this miracle actually happened. But Jesus doesn't get stuck there. And Jesus never calls things miracles of John. He calls them signs. They were not magic tricks to get people to ooh and ah. They were signs that provoked people to think differently and see differently so that they could live differently and love differently and to see the power of God. And Jesus invites people to help him with these signs. When he sees a large crowd coming up the mountain by the Sea of Galilee, he asks a question, where are we to buy bread for these people to eat? Notice how Jesus phrases the question. Jesus asks, where are we to buy bread? The word buy causes Philip to think in terms of money. How much money would be needed to feed this size crowd? He estimated that six months wages could probably be enough for each person to get a little. Look at the question again. Jesus asks, where are we to buy bread? The word where triggers Andrew to look around and see what's around him, and he sees a boy with a sack lunch. Jesus asks, where are we to buy bread? By using the word we, he is making it his and his friend's responsibility to take care of this huge crowd. The boy with the sack lunch steps up and offers to help. The way each person heard the question captures something important about how their brains work. And Jesus invites all these responses before he shows them what God can do with what they bring to the table. Philip is a numbers guy. We need people who think globally and strategically about how to fund something. He looks at the size of the crowd, estimates how much it costs to buy bread, and he gives an educated guess that about how much it would cost, that it would cost six months wages for each person to get a little bit. Andrew is a guy who notices what's there. He says, look, this kid has a lunch of five loaves of bread and two fish. I bet after he said that, one of the other disciples jabbed him 
because it's a stupid idea to think that five loaves of bread and two fish could feed a crowd. That's probably why Andrew adds quickly, but what are they among so many people? We need people like Andrew who look around and notice what is already there. The boy was someone who was prepared for the day's journey, and he packed a lunch before setting out to track down Jesus. We need people like that boy who are good planners. And then Jesus said, make the people sit down. And he took the sack lunch and made a feast for all of them to share. Here is the punchline. The crowd that came to see Jesus that day, they weren't coming to see him because they were hungry. They came because it says they had seen the signs that he was doing for the sick. They came for healing. But Jesus' question changed the conversation and changed the outcome. He saw a need that they didn't know they had. Jesus is good at provoking people to think differently and see differently so that they can live differently and love differently. So here's my question for you. What are you passionate about? What are you good at? What skill have you worked on so much that you have become competent? What is something that people have said to you, you are really good at fill in the blank? What is an activity that you do where you lose track of time when you are doing it? The next step is asking, what could Jesus do with this gift or skill? How could this gift be a way for me to serve God and serve others. Frederick Beekner said, the place God calls you is to the place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. I'll say it again. The place God calls you is to the place where your deep hunger and the world's deep hunger meet. Beekner calls your skills and passion the place of your deep gladness. Often, there is tedious work involved in getting to what you are really good at. Often there's a medley of things that you have to get done in order to get to the things you really want to do. Deep gladness is found in trying and failing and getting up and trying again and getting better. Deep gladness is found in realizing that something you are good at is meaningful to others. None of us can ever just only do our favorite thing. I can't just say, I don't want to take out the garbage because that isn't my deep gladness or area of passion. The goal is to find what your passion is so that you can make sure that you are including it with all the other things that just have to get done. The place God calls you is to the place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. God is calling you to a life of meaning and purpose. This month, ask yourself, why me? Because you have gifts and skills and God can find a way to use them and multiply them. And sometimes a different question can lead to a new answer. And here's one more takeaway from the feeding of the 5,000. The boy who offered his lunch didn't end up with less. He and everyone else in the crowd ate until they were satisfied. 
when you use your passions in service of others, Jesus makes sure that everyone is cared for, even you. When I was in Israel this past January, our group read this passage of scripture on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, the very place or very near to that place where Jesus performed this sign. And then we ate dinner overlooking the Sea of Galilee, and we ate the same thing Jesus served to the crowd, bread and fish. Well, I mean fish and french fries. But it made me want to bring a group from church to the Holy Land in the future to provoke conversation on why we keep following Jesus and how we can keep asking ourselves, why me? Amen. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast, check back weekly for new content, and if you'd like to support this important ministry of Good Shepherd, you can go to our website, knowthegoodshepherd.org slash giving for a one-time or recurring gift, or you can text a dollar amount to the number 84321. Thanks for being a part of the community here at Good Shepherd. This is Life in FM.